Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Psalm chapter 112. Last week we talked about, the topic was about forgiveness and family, and I got to preach with the greatest preacher on the planet, my beautiful queen, my wife, and it was such such an important uh, message, I think, and it, it helps so many of us overcoming stuff in our life. We're going to continue talking about family today, Psalm chapter 112. If you're there, can you shout amen? amen? It says this. I love this psalm. This psalm is a powerful psalm, and I want you to get what it's saying. If you don't have a Bible, share with the person sitting next to you. If you don't know them, you can get to know them, or you can read it off the screen. It says this. Praise the Lord. Somebody say that with me. Praise Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be... Okay, it sounded like three people had coffee this morning. Come on. The generation of the upright will be... Blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Verse 6, surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. Come on, is that a good word for anybody believing that this morning? Verse 9, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. The righteous, the righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. I love Psalm 112 as we're talking about family. We believe that family is important. We believe that family matters. Anybody believe that family matters? Your family matters. And that's why we decided to do uh, a series on family. We've been talking about spiritual battles. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And now we're talking about family. I believe your family is important to God. And so today I want to talk for the next 25, 30 minutes out of a title, if you want to write this down, is We Will Fight. We will fight. Look at your neighbor and tell him, we will fight. If you're telling that to your wife, I don't mean fight at home. I'm talking about where to fight for our family. Come on, anybody going to fight for family? Anybody going to fight for what God wants to do in your family? Come on, we will fight. Amen? If you're here for the first or second time, welcome to church. We're glad that you're at Calvary. We're really just a family. We're glad that you've joined us today. I believe that there's no better place that you can be than in God's house with God's people. Come on, there's nothing like it. You picked the right place at the right time. And I hope that you see more than anything, we just feel comfortable because we're in God's presence. And I pray that today you will feel comfortable. And more than anything, I pray that you would have a relationship with him. Amen. Come on, why don't we close our eyes, bow our head, and let's ask God to bless this time. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for each and every person that's here today. Thank you for the 9 a.m. Thank you for this 11 a.m., the 1 p.m., the 7 p.m. tonight in our city campus. Thank you for what you're doing across the life of our church. Thank you for every person represented, every family represented, every son, every daughter, every husband, every wife. God, we believe that you want to do something powerful in our families. God, we thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you're for us. We thank you that you're on our side. God, we believe that the best is yet to come for our city 
for our family, for our church. And all of God's people say, oh, come on, all of God's people say, can you give Jesus one more shout of praise? Come on, one more shout. I've mentioned this before, but I grew up in a Christian home. Did anybody grow up in a Christian home? Let me see, a Christian, Christian home. Let me see, hands up. We're not ashamed. There's nothing wrong with that. Some of us are still facing trauma, but I know. But we grew up in Christian home. And um, I, I, I've shared this before, but this is still a traumatic event. We were talking about it the other day. Um, growing up, they, they used to share uh, these movies in church. For example, all the ladies are getting together to watch um, Wonder Woman. That's, that's beautiful. That's amazing. They used to show us uh, films about the rapture. Anybody remember films about the rapture? Right? And the rapture is when Jesus comes back for his people. We believe that Jesus is coming. And by the looks of things, Jesus is coming back real soon. Come on, anybody glad that God is coming for his people? And um, I, I remember being about 10 years old. My parents were youth pastors. Um, they're, they're right here. I love them. God bless their heart. They're amazing. Uh, but they showed the scariest films of all time. And I remember being about 10 years old, and there was one where God took his people, Jesus came back in a rapture, and all Christians were gone in the blink of an eye. That's what the Bible says, right? In the blink of an eye, they're gone. And so all of a sudden, pilots disappeared, uh, people driving cars disappeared when Jesus comes back. And uh, I don't know why this movie, it looked like it was made in the 1950s. Um, demons were running around hospitals and running around hallways. It was just like, it was like a mix of the rapture and it. It was just like, I don't know. This is not godly. I don't like this. Right. Uh, because of that movie, I had I had a, a, an overwhelming sense always that sometimes the rapture was going to happen and I was going to get left behind. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, for example, one Saturday morning, I woke up and nobody was in my house. Everybody had gone out to do errands. And I think they were at public. Somebody else was uh, at the stores. And so I wake up and I, usually my mom had music blasting. My mom always had music blasting at the house. There's no music. It's really quiet. And so I start to walk around my house and I'm like, Mom? Mom, mom, oh, dad, dad, dad. You, you know, you're, you, you get a little bit nervous when you start saying it in Spanish. Papi, papi, papi. Oh, dad, mom, mom, papi, papi. They're nowhere to be gone. All of a sudden, what am I thinking? The rapture happened, right? Oh, God. Oh, God, the rapture happened, and I got left behind, right? Right? Because of this movie, I was always traumatized whenever I was home alone. If I would leave school and my mom took forever to come pick me up, the rapture happened, I've got to find the right home. Right? Always. Things in our past can haunt us for a long time. Right? I was just a small kid. I remember getting home one of these days where it was raining a lot, and we have frogs that always come out around our neighborhood. I've shared this before as well, and I think frogs are from the devil. Cat and frogs, same thing. And I get home, and, and this frog, it was on our door, so we could not get into the house. We're, we're trying to, we grab the biggest stick we can get. I know, we look crazy. We grab the biggest stick we can, and we're trying to hit this frog from far away. It does not move. I told Anna, we're going to have to fly inside, right? I go, I open the door, I step back, and I said, now's our time. We fly in. I think it actually hit Diana, but it hit me. I mean, but, but I thought it hit me. And have you ever had that feeling that something's on you? The rest of the night, I could not sleep. I thought the frog was on me. I'm like, it's on me. It's on me, babe, babe. It's on me, right? The frog, it's on me. Every single time we get home at night now when it's rainy, I think that frogs are just going to fall all over me. And I'm like, I'm blessed. That, that frog cannot touch me in Jesus' name, right? Things from our past can traumatize us and they can carry over this sense. And I want to talk to you that in the same way, things in our family can carry over to our present day and to our families. 
Things are handed down from generation to generation to generation. Um, one of the things that are handed down is physical traits. Have somebody ever, ever told you, hey, you look just like your father, right? Hey, you look just like your mom. You have your mother's eyes. Has anybody ever told you that? And you don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> People tell me, you look just like your dad. And I'm like, I'm glad he came out just like me, right? I'm just like, I'm, I'm thankful, right? You look just like your father. And so physical traits are passed on down, right? Your eyes look just like people in your family. Your hair color. I mean, the way some mannerisms are even passed on down from family to family. Oh, the way you speak, it reminds me of your grandfather, right? All these physical traits are passed down down. In the same way, emotions spiritual things and things in our temperament are passed on down from generation to generation. I wonder, some of us in here, stuff has been handed down that now today we have inclinations, we have propensities, we have temptations, we have these vulnerabilities in our life that have been passed down from our family, from learned behavior. Because we grew up in a home where everybody acted a certain way and because you've been around this for so long, then this is just the way you are. It was handed down to me. This is just the way I react. This is just the way I speak. This is just who I am. It runs in my bloodline. You ever heard that? It's just, it runs in my family. I mean, I, I wonder today, if we look at, at some, if we do an analysis of our life, of, of our character, and we say, wait, why do I react certain way? What are my propensity? Some of us were always tempted to lie because we grew up in a lying home. Right? And some of us saw our parents lying all the time. Some of us saw grandparents lying all the time. So, so today it's just like, I, 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 just, I, I just have this tendency to lie. Right? I just have this tendency. Some of us grew up in a house where everybody was a hothead and everybody had a bad temper. So you have a bad temper. And you think that because you came from this family that everybody has bad tempers, you need to have a bad temper too. And so when you blow up and people are like, hey, you, you need to relax a little bit. No, it's just who I am. Right? We're the Perezes. The Perezes are just like that. Right? We have passion in our blood. It's not passion. You got a bad head temperament. Just calm down. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just who we are. You ever heard that before? It's just who we are. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just head. Some people say, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is, right? We've got Richard McCarthy up here. The McCarthys, that's just the way we are. We got Irish in our blood. Come on, anybody loves Irish in the blood. I just got Irish in my blood. So we're a certain type of wave, right? And Richard, that's why he's just, I mean, just an awesome man of God because he has Irish in his blood, right? So some of us are like, well, that's just the way that I am. I just, I just have this in my blood. There's nothing I can do to change it. I just have this temperament. The Sagats, this is how we all are. Whoa, why, why are you guys? Well, that's the way we've always been. If you go back from generation to generation, my great-great-grandfather was like that. Well, that, that's the way my grandmother was, so that's the way I'm going to be. That's the way my children, some of us, we already have kids, and we already see things in our kids that we saw in our great-grandfathers. And we're like, well, that's just the way that the Smiths are going to be for the rest of our life, right? And so some of us, we came from broken homes and from homes that were full of just things and vices that destroyed them. So if alcoholism ran in your family, you think that you need to be an alcoholic. Or you think that you have no power over that thing that's trying to take you over because, well, my, my, my father was an alcoholic. My great-grandfather was an alcoholic. My great-great-grandfather was an alcoholic. So me, I have no option. I'm, I, I guess this is just the way it is in my family. Oh, well, my, my, my great-great-grandfather, he, he, he had 50 girlfriends and was married three times. And my grandfather, I mean, he had four different women and he married none. And my father was a cheater. He cheated on my mom and left us when we were little. I guess that's the way I am. It just runs in my bloodline. I'm a cheater. I, that's just what's in my blood. And so we think today that our family has no hope. 
We say, well, my family has a whole bunch of dysfunction because there's no hope. It just, it comes down from generation to generation. Alex, I, I know we're talking about family matters, and I know Calvary cares about my family and my marriage, but you don't understand how this family is. You don't understand what this family comes from. I'm here to tell you that as long as God is in the picture, there's hope for people today. Come on, I got good news this morning. You don't have to continue that way. God is on your side. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for relationship. There is is hope for homes today. Come on, is anybody glad that with God there's always hope? You don't have to be an alcoholic the rest of your life. You don't have to be a cheater the rest of your life. You don't have to carry on a broken home. Oh, come on, is anybody glad that God wants to bless our families, that God wants to bless our marriages? I don't have to carry it over. With God, there's always hope. Come on, tell somebody, I got hope this morning. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, I got hope. I got hope. I got hope this morning. Come on, just because I came from a divorced home doesn't mean that my marriage is going to end up in divorce. I know people who are afraid of commitment and don't want to get married because their mom was divorced, their grandmother was divorced, their great-grandma. So why get married if I'm going to end up in divorce? Wait a minute. When the God Almighty is on your side, you don't have to. Oh, come on. I wish somebody was glad that God steps into the picture and he makes all things new. He makes all things new. God cares for your family. I'm going to tell you this morning, God cares for your family. God cares for your marriage. God cares for your relationship. God cares for your sons and daughters more than you do. God loves our families. God is for our families. That's why I love Psalm 112. Psalm 112 is such a powerful declaration that God isn't just into you. God is into your generation. How good is that? That God, when he decides to bless me, he just doesn't want to bless me. He wants to bless my children. He wants to bless my children. Children. Come on. We have a God that's into family. Why do we do a series on the family? Because God loves family. And he wants our families to be blessed. Look at the way Psalm 112 begins. Psalm 112, it says, praise the Lord. By the way, anytime we come in here on a Sunday morning, how many know we don't come as spectators, but we come as participators? Come on. We come to praise the Lord. The psalmist says, praise the Lord. He's already starting off thanking God. I, I pray that today in the morning you get a revelation that we have to thank God that he's for us, that he's with us. I may not have it all together. My family may be going through some struggles, but I'm going to praise him anyways. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Look at the psalm. I love this verse too. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Oh, you need to say it like you believe it. The children of the upright will be blessed. I want to tell you this morning that your family does not have to live under no curse. It does not have to live under no bondage. It does not have to live under no system of traditions. You know, you know what I feel like saying this morning, and I just, I just said it at the 9 a.m. over and over because I, I just want to speak it, believe it, because it's what the Bible says. I'm blessed. Come on, somebody. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Somebody needs to begin to speak that. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. Oh, come on. Diana's blessed. My marriage is blessed. My home is blessed. My children are going to be blessed. My finances are going to be blessed. My home will be filled with peace. My home will be filled with love. I'm blessed. Come on. I'm blessed in my coming in. I'm blessed. Blessed in my coming out. I'm blessed all day. I'm blessed all night. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's just who we are. That's just who we are. 
I don't even know what that was, but. <laughs> you don't know my family. That's the way it will always be. No, the Bible says you're blessed. And I don't care what my grandfather said. I don't care what my great, 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 great nana said. I know that God says I'm blessed. It says my generations are going to be blessed. Family matters. We talked about in order for to have a great family, you got to work for your family. We talked about that in week one. We talked about forgiveness. And now here we see that we have to fight for family. Oh, because God says my family is blessed. I'm not just going to receive whatever the enemy wants to throw at me. I'm just not going to accept whatever my bloodline says that I am. I'm just not going to accept whatever home I grew up in. And because I learned it in my house, that's just who I have to be. Wait a minute. I'm not defined by where I came from. I'm defined by the one who created. Come on, somebody. I'm blessed. And so this morning, I want us to get Psalm 112 in our mind and in our spirit. You're blessed. Your children can be blessed. Your home can be blessed. I'm not talking about just financially. You can be blessed with love. You can be blessed with peace. You can be blessed with joy. You can be going through the storm and still stay blessed. I'm blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Your family is blessed. God is into family. He said, your generations will be blessed. I don't know about you, but I don't want a generation of broken homes going down my line. I want a generation of blessings. The Bible says that one sin goes down generations, but it also says that blessings visit generations. And in my life, I've decided to serve the Lord God. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord God. Come on. We're blessed. We're blessed. Blessed. I tell you today that God is into your family. He wants to bless your family. With the time I got left, I want to share with you three quick things that I think can help us as we talk about family matter. The first thing that we have to realize is that whose we are is greater than who we are. Whose we are is greater than who we are. Some of us are saying, well, that's just the way I am. I'm just, I just, that's who I am. You ever heard that? You ever tried telling your spouse something and they're like, well, that, that, that's just who I am. This is who I am. Receive it. That's it. Take it. That's all you got. That's just who I am. Came out like my mama. Came out like my daddy. Just, that's who I am. That's who I but, but babe, every time we try to talk, you just have a bad, that's who I am. That's who I am. <laughs> you weren't like that when we got married. You weren't like that on the altar. <laughs> you weren't saying like, yes, in death or marriage, right now, right now, that's who I am. No, no, you were very calm, and now you're, what's wrong, right? <laughs> and so, oh, that's who I am. That's who I am. And so that can be a crutch or an excuse. Or that can be actually something that holds us captive, that because my family's like that, I'm just like that. Wait, 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 wait. Just because your dad was like that or your mom like th was like that, that means you don't have to repeat the same pattern. We got power over that, especially being in Jesus. Because whose we are is greater than who we are. I want to tell you this morning, whether you know this or not, or maybe you're like me, you grew up in church, and we've heard this a million times, but I want to remind you, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. So many, so many of us, we grab an identity from where we came from, right? right? So we say, hey, I'm, I'm the product of a divorced home, so I'm a child of divorce. I'm, I'm the child of a cheating father. Some of us, our parents didn't even plan to have us, right? It was a romantic night. They were having their thing. And oh, it was an accident. They regretted me having, I'm a child of accident. I'm a child of a mistake. Some of us, we came from maybe a rape background. Oh, I'm the child of a rape. Actually, my mother almost thought about aborting me. I'm a child of an accident. So we let that define who we are. And this is why I carry this identity around me 
forever. I'm here to tell you you have a greater identity than whatever happens on this earth because there's a God who's greater. There's a God who's bigger who formed you and I before the foundations of the earth. Come on. He spoke us into existence. He went into my mother's womb and he said, I'm creating you with a purpose, with a plan. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're a child of God. I made you. Talk about you didn't just show up on earth. I formed you in your mom's belly. I tell you this morning, you're not a mistake, and your identity doesn't come from your background. Your identity comes from your God. John, look at the book of John. If we could put up John chapter 1, I believe it is, verses 12 to 13. It says, yet to all who did receive him, meaning Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become what? We got the right to become children of God. Look how powerful this verse is. Verse 13. Children born not of, we could go back, we could go back. There you go. You're excited. So am I. Don't worry about it. Children, born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Oh, come on. That that needs to stir something on the inside of you. Hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. Whether your mom and dad planned you or not, whether you were an accident or whether you were on the calendar, the Bible says that we don't come from human descent or a human will. We come from the will and the mind of Almighty God who purposed us and planned us for such a time as this. <laughs> Whose I am is greater than who I am. My position in Jesus is greater than my family history. It's greater than the history of my family. I am positioned in Christ. So many of us, we think that because of our family history, that's it. That's it. This is, this is my history. This is where I come from. I went to Ancestry.com, and I found out my history. I found out my roots, and, and I, I got curses down my bloodline, and I got, I got some crazy family down my Ancestry.com. I paid $25.99. I found out who my family was. And some of us come from all over the place, and I got a big family tree. Can I tell you, there's a bigger tree that you're a part of, and it's the family of God. And in him, my position is in Christ. In Christ. You are in Christ this morning. I want to tell you, you're not in crisis. You're not in a storm. You may be physically, but spiritually, you are in Christ. That means you're blessed and highly favored. That means grace and mercy go behind you all the days of your life. Come on. They will chase me down every single day because I'm in Christ. You're in Christ this morning. Your family's in Christ. Your son, your daughter is in Christ. You start speaking that over your family, believing that I'm in Christ. The power of Jesus in me is greater than the power that comes against me. Alex, but it's just an overwhelming thing. It's just an overwhelming thing. Whenever we get in an argument, I can't hold it. I I get angry. My temper goes off just like my daddy, and I just go crazy. I can't hold it. It's something that I can't control. Yeah, you can because the power of Jesus in you is greater than the powers against you. Alex, but it just seems like my family's curse. It just seems like all these curses are against my family. I mean, it's a sickness after sickness after divorce after tragedy and tragedy. And all these forces coming. The power of Jesus in you is greater than the powers coming against you. I want to tell you you're not cursed. Because Jesus became a curse for us. Galatians chapter 3. I don't know if we have it. If we could put it up. Galatians chapter 3 says this. Christ redeemed us. From the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. Jesus became a curse so that you and I could receive the blessing. Can I get an amen? amen? He became a curse. 
You don't have to carry around a curse. You don't have to carry around sins in your family. You don't have to carry around that you think this is your bloodline forever. He took it on his shoulders so that you and I could be free. Whose you are is greater than who you are. Second thing I want you to write down is that you can't change your past, but you can change your future. You can't change your past, but you can change your future. Alex, but, but I understand what you're saying about family matters. I, I understand that God wants to bless my home. I understand that God wants to bless my family, but, but you don't know where I come from. You don't know what's happened in my family. You have no idea what we've been through. You have no clue. You have no idea what, what my grandfather did to my mom. You have no idea what my father did to my sister. You have no idea, right? Some of us, as soon as we began this series a couple of weeks ago, some of us, a pain began to come up that we don't even know was still there. Some of us, I mean, we just start talking about the topic and our eyes begin to well up with tears because this is a heavy topic. It's family. And, and you don't know what my family's been through. Alex, my past has just been, it's just been labeled by tragedy after tragedy. My past is just full of mistakes. My dad walked out on me. Talking to somebody recently, he told me they never knew their father. From the moment they were in the hospital, their dad bailed on their mom. He said, never knew my dad. An older gentleman who told me, I still don't know why. This man is older in age, advanced in years, and, and still his eyes well up with tears. Why, why didn't my father love me? Why did my father leave me? Why wasn't he there, right? So we talk about these to topics, and uh, to all of us, our mind just begins to go to the past and say, why? Why? Why all the hurt? Why all the pain? Because family matters. Relationships matter. They're attached to our heart, and, and, and sometimes we can't even control the emotions that we feel when we talk about family. So we say, our past, it brings so much hurt and pain. Our past is just brought, bringing up so many memories. Your past may try to define you, but I'm glad that we serve a God who loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus so that you don't have to follow the trajectory that your life was going in. Jesus stepped into the picture, and Jesus just didn't change our history. He changed all of history. A couple of hurricanes come by, right, and we're all watching TV. Right, a couple weeks ago, when there was hurricane after hurricane, we're all glued into our television, right? And we're all watching John Morales, because he's the best one that we trust, right? And we're watching John Morales, and, and all of us are there glued. And we're like, John Morales is going to get it right, right? And, and three, four days trajectory. And this is the path of the hurricane, right? And they paint all these lines on where the hurricane could go, right? And, and it looks like this is the clear path of where the hurricane is right now, where it's going to be in two days, in three days, in six days, and this is where it's going. And we're all watching this like, it's coming straight to us. Right? We're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And we watch the path, and our eyes are all on this line. And we're watching it day after day. Is it going to stay on the path? Is it going west? Is it going east? Oh my gosh, should I buy more water? Should I buy more gas? Oh my God. I mean, like, we're, just, we're just going crazy, right? Some of us, this is how we view our life. Well, this is how I came. This is how my family is. This is, this is who we are. We're always going to be poor. We're always going to be a divorce. We're always, so this is my life. I know where I'm going to be at age 40. I know where I'm going to be at age 50. I know where I'm, uh, this is just the way it is. I, I know your family is blessed. I, I, know, I know you guys got it all together, but you don't understand where we come from. So this is how I'm going to end up. I'm here to tell you that Jesus stepped into the trajectory of our life and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not your destination because Jesus 
stepped into the picture. Oh, you can't change your past, but you can't change your future. Jesus stepped in to come and redeem everything that was lost, to restore everything that was broken. You're not who your family says you are. You're not what your history says you are. You can't change your past, but we can't change our future. You know what some of us need to begin to do? We need to begin to grab our families and say, today is the day we mark a new beginning. Because of the blood of Jesus, I'm no longer under a curse. I'm no longer under my family history. I now have a bigger history. And that's God himself who created man and woman. And he destined us with greatness on the inside. You know what? I didn't come from a godly family. My family never went to church. But you know what I'm going to do? Every single night, I'm going to gather my family and we're going to pray together. Every single night, oh, I'm going to pray over my children. I'm going to make sure we worship God in my house. I came from a house where they practiced witchcraft. I came from a house where it was a mess. I came from a house where nobody went to church. But guess what? From now on, Sundays, church is not an option. We're going to church. I don't care what you got to say. I don't, as long as you're under my roof, with me in my house, we will serve the Lord God. We've changed our trajectory. Start making changes and say, wait a minute, I, I'm not under a curse. Wait a minute, I'm not under what my family history says. I'm free in Christ. I now can receive everything that he's given me. I'm now righteous before him and there's new blood in my veins because of Jesus. This is why we have to fight. Don't, don't just receive what everybody tells you. You're just like your mother. Mm -mm -mm. You're just like your father. I am, I, I am. We've got to fight for our family. I'm going to fight for everything that God has for my family. I'm not, I'm not just going to lay down and accept the status quo. I'm just not going to lay down and receive what statistics tell me. I, I'm just not going to sit back and just say, well, this is the way it is. I'm going to fight for my family. Go, real quick, Nehemiah chapter 4. We'll finish with this. Nehemiah chapter 4. If you can go with me there. Nehemiah chapter 4 it says that Nehemiah had gone back to Jerusalem to build the city. And while he was there, a bunch of enemies had come. It says this, then the Jews who lived near them, it says they came and they told us 10 times over, wherever you turn, they will what? They will what? They told Nehemiah, hey, wherever you guys go, you're under attack. They told him 10 times. Wherever you go, they will attack you. They will attack you. They will attack you 10 times. They were under threats and under attack. I'm here to tell you, your family's under attack. Your family's under all kinds of spiritual opposition, cultural opposition, sociological opposition. All kinds of things are coming against your marriage, are coming against your home. And I love what this says. It says, therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places. And I posted them by what? By families with their swords, spears, and bows. And after I looked things over, I stood up and I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families. Fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your wives, and fight for your homes. I believe that the same thing God is telling us today. Stand up and fight for your family. Stand up and fight for your home. Stand up and fight for that blessing. Say, God, I believe you're for me. God, I believe you're with me. God, I believe you're on my side. I'm going to fight for what you have for me. I'm going to fight. 
I'm going to believe that you want to bless me. I'm going to believe that I am a child of God. I'm going to believe that you are on my side. Come on, can we lift up our hands? Can we worship him? Come on. situation Alex but but you don't know my family Alex you don't you don't know my son you don't know my daughter you don't you don't know where we come from you don't know what we're facing you don't know what kind of mess we've been involved with you don't know what my what my bloodline carries the beautiful thing that I love about Jesus is that in his own family history we can see that he can make redemption out of everything how was Jesus family history I want you to take a look at this really quick this is where Jesus came from you go all the way down the family line of Jesus, and you see that down in his bloodline, there was a brother and a sister called Judah and Tamar, who actually slept with each other and had incest. That was in his bloodline. You see that in his bloodline, there was Rahab, who was a prostitute. That was in his bloodline. You see that in his bloodline, there was Ruth, who was a Moabite, who the Jews wanted nothing to do with. In his bloodline was David, mighty king, but who was also an adulterer and a murderer. That came from his bloodline. And David had a son called Solomon who had all kinds of wives, over a thousand women. And because of that, he paid consequences at the end of his life. That came down Jesus' bloodline. After that came Amon, and Amon worshiped all types of gods and sacrificed everything to gods and idols and false gods. And you keep going down that family line and there's mess up after mess up after mess up after mess up till one day there was Mary. And Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And out of Mary came Jesus. And where it looked like the trajectory was going, and where it looked like there was just mess up after mess up, after, when God steps into the picture, everything changes. You can go back, you can go down your past, and you can say there's mess up after mess up, after me I'm here to tell you, God has stepped into the picture. You're not bound by your past sins. You're not bound by your generations. God wants to bless the generations now after you. It starts with a relationship with Jesus. With every eye closed and every head bowed, all across the auditorium, the overflow online or on Life FM. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I, I want my family to be blessed. I don't want to live under no curse. I don't want to live under no trajectory of what I think my family should or will look like. I know that God wants to step into my family. I'm going to believe all things, hope all things. I'm here to tell you, it starts with a relationship with Jesus. With every eye closed, with every head bowed for privacy and concentration. If you're in here today and you say, Alex, I don't know this God. I don't know Jesus. In fact, I feel far away from God. I feel distant. I know I've done wrong. 
I've messed up. I've done some things that nobody knows about. I'm here to tell you the Bible says that we are sinners. You and I, we're sinners. Nobody in here is perfect. I've sinned. You've sinned. We failed God in one way or another. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. But that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. So that whosoever believes in him will not die but have everlasting life. Today, if you think nobody knows, I'm here to tell you, God knows everything about your life. You can't hide from him. You can't run from him. But all he wants to do is love you. In fact, the only reason you're hearing my voice this morning is because God wants to remind you that he loves you, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. The Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He died on a cross for you and I. He went down into a grave. He was dead for three days, but after three days, Jesus resurrected. He's alive. He's the answer. He's the hope. He's the peace that you've been looking for. Today, you don't have to search any longer. You don't have to continue seeking any longer. The name is Jesus. He's the hope for humanity. With every eye closed and every head bowed, all across this auditorium, overflow wherever you are, I'm going to count to three in a moment. I believe hands are going to go up all over this place. If you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I need a relationship with Jesus. I want him to come and forgive me. I need a brand new start. I need a brand new beginning. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. All I'm going to do is see you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. All you're saying is, Alex, today, I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, at the count of three, you raise your hand up for just a few seconds. One, two, three. Raise your hand as the church is praying all over this place. Come on, can you raise it up as high as you can? As high as you can. God bless you. 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 God bless you and you and you and you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. Anybody else, you raise your hand, wherever you're at, in the overflow, online, or on the radio, you raise your hand. Father, I thank you for all these hands raised. God, I believe that you're in this place. Seal it with your Holy Spirit now. All of you who raise your hands, I'm going to say a simple prayer, and I want you to repeat this prayer from the bottom of your heart with everything that you got. I believe that God is here. He's about to step into your life. You're going to make all things new. Repeat this prayer after me. The Bible says that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. I want all of us to repeat this out loud. Say, Father. Come on, say it with all you got. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I am saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.